Hello there, terrible warriors. It's me, Justin. It is wonderful that you've come back to me, and we have another Spotlight interview. And unlike in the past few Spotlight interviews where I have been talking to podcasters doing actual play content, I am instead today going to be talking to someone who is hoping to provide content and atmosphere for those actual play events, and maybe for your next game. I am joined today by one Anthony Sabatino, film composer and conductor, who reached out to me to let me know about an app he's working on called Tabletop Tunes. Hello there, Anthony. Hey, Justin, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for contacting me. Tell me a little bit about, I, I've seen the, 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 the press video you made on YouTube there for Tabletop Tunes, but let me know, what is, what, what is it? What are we talking about? Uh, so Tabletop Tunes is basically, I mean, as far as I'm aware, the first ever interactive music app for tabletop gaming. Uh, it's just an app that plays music like a regular old music player, but it's the music is separated in genres, location bases, um, so you can be able to like explore fantasy forests or go into dark dungeons, uh, go to a nice like peaceful town or a big kingdom, or if you're in a battle, you can fight orcs or goblins. We, we've created a whole bunch of music to be able to hit just a whole broad range of scenarios that you usually run into in uh, various board games and RPGs and and other games, and also just to be able to provide an ambiance for if you're just playing a more casual game or something that's not as hardcore as, say, like the Dungeons and Dragons or the Arkham Horrors and uh, any of that stuff, but if you're just like playing Settlers of Catan or Carcassonne or something like that, you could have a nice little uh, musical ambiance in the background to kind of just... Uh, put you in the put transport you into a new fantasy world if you will yeah and this was interesting i was watching you know listening to uh the this um preview video you did that demonstrates how the app works and uh i know that there's i've got a few albums that that gets sold every now and then of like tabletop music that you can play that you know if you still have a cd player lying around and uh, there are entire reddit threads dedicated to people who curate playlists on spotify so you can download and i've got like lists of those for for some of the games we've run both on the podcast and and when i used to run games at the uh, the stormcrow manor and uh, and I certainly know, you know, being at conventions every now and then a, a GM will show up with a speaker that they'll put up there on the table and they'll start pumping music through their phone. But it all has to be kind of done yourself. You've got to curate the songs. You've got to get it all layered. You've got to figure out how the transitions work. And you've got to have it all set in and, and you know, honestly, using um, uh, the built-in media player on my iPhone or using Spotify it can be uh, a bit of a... A roadblock sometimes, and I really did like watching this um, this demonstration. How not in the way it is. It's 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 a lot of graphic icons, and then you pick like your environment, and then you pick your track. And there's a couple of options, and then it just starts playing. It loops, and I really liked how it it was. The hardest thing when you're running as a GM, and the reason why I don't do a lot of music in my games when I'm doing it live because I'm busy running my game. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And I can't be distracted to also be a DJ. Yeah, and I mean, um, I mentioned this before, kind of we started the interview, but it's like I, I'm the only one of my friends who really learned how to be a DM or a GM uh, and be able to run campaigns and stuff. And so if I were doing that, then I'd be having to be like the DJ and stuff as well. I, I remember what we used to do is we'd play, um, <clears throat> I'd have like Game of Thrones soundtrack uh, music going on and it'd be like loop one and after a while we just get kind of bored of it because usually those tracks are about like a minute two minutes long a couple weeks ago i ran a a game in the sprawl which is like a cyberpunk setting and i had a bunch of playlists that i had prepared in advance to run for the game that i was running through spotify and i'll admit about 20 minutes into the game i just forgot about it and the music was just playing and i wasn't paying attention to it anymore because i was too focused on running my game and i remember like ah oh, this isn't appropriate anymore and having to scroll through the app to find another playlist to play yeah, and that's what I ended up having to do is like I had to like make a mark as like okay, which track would be good for this? And sometimes I'd just be like clicking around trying to figure it out. Or and even just like if we're playing other games like Settlers of Catan or King of Tokyo, we'll just we might just put on a random playlist. And the other thing you'll run into is just like these tracks will be 
different levels and so you'll be listening to like a nice quiet track and then all of a sudden the next one just like boom boom boom, boom, boom gonna like explode in your face and i mean i've got i mean as a composer i've got some heavy duty speakers so if there's oh, something loud comes in it's just gonna explode the room you can't just turn on the lord of the rings soundtrack unless you're also gonna go through and start like categorizing each track by intensity and 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 emotion and 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 uh i know at the at the radio station i work at uh which does a lot of classical music we do have intensity ratings in our system rated from one to ten so that when we're playlisting our hours we don't have that happen but that's not built in if you're just opening up the album and hitting shuffle so so tell me another side though is is i was really taken back by the high quality of the music honestly you sent me the email and I went, oh, okay, we got a little like homebrew app happening here. And and even like, I think it was um, not Humble Bundle, but the uh, Bundle of Holding, which does a lot of like uh, pay what you want sales for tabletop games and books and stuff. Uh, they did a whole thing on soundtracks. And I remember listening and opening up and, and, and hearing like tabletop music tracks. And they're cheesy. They're really, they're really cringy. Yeah, and that's what I kind of ran into as well as when I did a little bit of research on this because I would look up stuff like um, Catan, Settlers of Catan playlists, and there would be some good stuff, And that, but I ran into the same problem I mentioned before. is like It would have some classical music stuff, like some, uh, well, I guess it's technically not, I mean, I don't want to get into the weeds of what is technically classical music, but uh, <laughs> there's like a Rafe Von Williams track that's really beautiful, but it's super quiet, so I'm turning up the dial, and then next is something from like uh, World of Warcraft, and then just exploding out of the speakers. We would sometimes, actually as a joke, just put on like old school RuneScape music, and which is like the old general MIDI spec, and you'd find some other stuff too, like people will make playlists of their own stuff, and I mean, it's good on them to be making stuff, but sometimes when you're working you on these games, you want it to sound professional quality and so well, exactly that's because, what i was going for because what these players are doing what you are doing what i'm doing is we're when we're making our own playlists on something like a spotify we're pulling music from howard shore <laughs> yeah pulling music you want from, the you yeah you want the big we're having a uh, beautiful lush yeah you want the big beautiful lush stuff to transport you into a new realm you don't want to be taken out of it <laughs> so tell me what were some of your inspirations because i could probably guess a couple listening to where they were coming from but what were some of the places that you were pulling from when you were coming up with forest and cave and town yeah well um forest i mean there's a whole bunch of different things that you can pull from. Uh, my big favorite, I guess, uh, video game of the past few years has been uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And so a lot of the music from that, uh, my wife and I would play it quite a bit. Just hearing that music, it really just stuck with it, uh, stuck with us. And actually, weirdly enough, my wife just got a new car and somebody happened to have The Witcher 3 soundtrack in the car as a CD. It was totally random, too. So it was just like a really That's a good cool moment. kind of... Yeah, exactly. A good omen. So we were really excited about that because we just love the music and that. And so I, I drew a lot of inspiration from that. Um, obviously, Lord of the Rings is a uh, a big one. Um, and I mean, even like I mentioned before, like old school RuneScape stuff, kind of like it's got it's cheesy, but you know, it's yeah. got it's got uh, what, what is it? Character. It's it, it's playful, cute. I don't know. I, I can't think of whimsical. the word I'm trying to say. It's whimsical. Got, yeah. Also, um, a lot of inspiration from uh, some of the stuff from Joe Hisaishi, who did all the music for the uh, Miyazaki films. Yeah. I think he he's probably one of my favorite uh, composers of that genre. Whenever we watch Princess Mononoke, we burst into tears during that overture just as he's oh, heading yeah. over the hills for the first time and leaving the village on the elk. And we're just like, it just starts building up. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... There's something about like the way that he writes melodies and orchestrates and everything that it's just it's so heartwarming. It, it just like you can't, if you don't feel if you don't feel anything when you're listening to any of those scores, and I mean I I don't know you may need to go see a doctor or something because <laughs> those scores will hit you to your core. And I heard little bits of uh, certainly um, the, when I was hearing your demonstration that I, I was taken to like fairy fountain-ish music from Legend of Zelda and or a little bit of like Oblivion and Elder Scrolls with the kingdom sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried to make sure it was, um, you had a wide range of, uh, yeah. variety within each genre, even within like, um, fantasy forest. I didn't want it to all sound the same. I wanted, no. uh, within each track, um, not even just within like the sections, but like, I mean, one of the fantasy forest tracks, like, uh, uh, whimsical wood, uh, it's got, 
like three or four different sections that are contrasting. And so it, it's, it evolves and it moves around and you get a kind of a variety within each track without it feeling jumbled and random. It's, I wanted to give variety, but also make sure it's not like too in your face necessarily. I mean, and although some of the tracks are meant in a way to be like, I guess kind of quote unquote in your face, like the battle tracks. I mean, it's, they're going to be intense. They're going to yeah. be high energy, but yeah, they got to get the blood pump and they got yeah, exactly. to feel like there's something at stake. It sounds like a fun, creative challenge also to make music that's designed to be ambient in the background and looping because a lot of the same kind of, strategies that would go into writing something else don't always apply because this is going to potentially play forever. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I, I, I guess a little background is I do music for both film and video games. Yeah. And so tell I me really... about yourself. Where are you oh, from? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How I mean, did we get we'll take here? a little, we'll take a little <laughs> sidebar. Um, yeah. In order so, to answer um, that question, we have to go back 13 years. Yeah. Well, this is me. You probably don't recognize me. You Let's might be wondering how I got here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just butchered that line. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, um, I had kind of a weird musical journey. I started playing piano, like, I think it was like four or five years old and uh, started to really get into playing it when I got to start playing music from like Star Wars or Mario or Legend of Zelda. Those kind of things is when I really started to hit my stride and was like, oh, yeah, I can get into doing this. And uh, so I kept kind of playing and started to compose stuff in high school. And um, then I ended up kind of having a weird college journey where I, I'm, I'm from Kansas, actually, and I went to University of Kansas to study film for a year. And I didn't really like the program very much. So I ended up changing to electrical engineering, actually, which is what my dad did. And I'd been working with him for a while. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I can do this and it'll help with my job with him. And it just killed my GPA and I was miserable and I didn't really know what to do. And then my parents, um, along with a family friend, was like, you should look into auditioning for Berkeley College of Music because I'd been taking some online classes from them. And it seemed like I really liked their program they had a much more of a kind of like a modern music uh program going on as opposed to a lot of I, I wasn't necessarily into much classical music at the time i was kind of one of those like more punk rocker types like ah, i don't need no stinking music theory to tell me how to write music and stuff of course i've changed my tune on that quite a bit now but uh, um at the time it was kind of i was like oh berkeley is it got a cool modern music feel so i i auditioned to uh get in and i actually didn't get in the first time but i realized you know this is this is what I want to do. This is definitely the trajectory I need to be on. So I uh, ended up moving back in with my parents for a year. Went took some classes at a community college in uh, music production, which was actually super helpful and ended up helping me a ton in my future studies at Berkeley and at uh, it, later on, which I'll get to. But um, I went to uh, so I was doing music production, then I was taking more piano lessons and voice lessons and theory lessons and doing all the stuff and really kind of sharpening the saw of my musicality and then auditioned again. And then I got in, which was exciting. And so when I, I went to Berkeley and I studied, uh, I did a dual major in film scoring and, uh, that was the first major. And then the second major was called electronic production and design, which is, uh, it's, that one's kind of like a music tech major for lack of a better term. It used to be called music synthesis and, it's almost it's kind of interesting because it's almost like a choose your own major track when you get into it. It's like you take a lot of music, uh, like a studio course and uh, MIDI like spec stuff. You take a programming course. There's a lot of stuff, but then you get ten electives worth of, uh, I guess, concentration electives for you to kind of choose your focus. And I had a bunch of friends. One friend who I actually met there is the programmer for the app. Uh, he had took more of a programming route and audio programming and sound design stuff. And so that's why I ended up enlisting him for the app. Uh, his name's Jacob Johnson, um, and he's also a really cool, killer musician as well. And then I had some other friends who did kind of more synthesis sound design stuff. And I kind of focused on uh, mixing, mastering, and uh, uh, synth sound design too. When I was there, I went there for three years, and I just kind of crunched my schedule together and was doing extra credits during like the summer semester and stuff. And um after that, I actually applied to go to uh, USC for their screen scoring program, which is just basically film scoring again, but a little bit more intense. And I ended up getting into that program, too, which is really exciting. So in 2017, I moved out to L.A. Uh, with my wife and I went there uh, to do their program for a year. 
that was really fun too. And the cool thing about that program is, is it's a very tightly knit program with the uh, cinema school as well as the games department. And so I got to meet a ton of uh, game designers and uh, filmmakers and work on a ton of projects. I think I ended up working on over about like 40 plus projects over during my year at USC, which was super fun. And it was really great. And I still work with a lot of the same people I worked with there uh, to this day. And actually one of the game developers that I worked with uh, did the art assets for the app as well. So it all kind of ties together. So then, so, so, so you've met all these people, you've been collaborating with, you've got, you've got these contacts and this, this background and this uh, obviously a love for film scores. And uh, why then as you zeroed in, uh, with tabletop tunes, how did that? How have we landed here onto this onto this project? We would be playing games a lot, and we'd be always searching for putting music on. Uh, one track we would always love putting on is just like the opening track from the Disney Robin Hood movies, like a kind of a little silly whistling song. We just put that on repeat over and over, kind of as a joke. And eventually, we would get sick of it. I mean, our friends would be sick of it after it played through once, but my wife and I got a good kick out of it. And we we just loved having music on when we played games. It would just kind of give a, a much more interesting atmosphere. And I, as I'd be playing, I was like, I wish there was like some sort of app where you could just be clicking on music and have genres and be able to to go and know or like be able to choose the ambiance you want. And it just kind of it's always the same volume. You don't have to worry about the big jumps in volume that'll blow out your speakers. And then I just kind of sat with, sat there and was thinking on it for a few days. And I was like, why don't I just make that? And I can just try to find people, try to make it happen. And so I reached out to um, my friend, Jacob, whom I mentioned earlier. Um, he had just moved out to LA, I saw. And so and actually, it, it was kind of serendipitous that I actually ran into him at a synth shop. I had another synthesizer that was getting repaired. And I stopped by the place that he worked at. And I saw him randomly. And I was like, Oh, my God, you're in LA. It's great to see you. And he had just moved there like a month ago. And so we were chatting. And then when I got this idea, I was like, maybe I should check with him to see if he might be interested in this project. And so we met up uh, at like a little boba tea spot and uh, pitched the idea to him and we chatted about it and he was on board. And so we, we had a few meetings and then it wasn't until um, things like about the beginning of like January of 2020 that we started actually working on the app together. All of life's best decisions have been made over boba tea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so take me back now to tabletop tunes one of the things along with just like the music itself which as you mentioned it's 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 crafted to be behind the game so it's not going to take over the table it can loop uh or you know it just the the music will keep playing and uh and there you know even as you're moving from village to kingdom it's still it, it grooves together if for, yeah. for, for the other but tell me a bit about more of the uh, the the expectation with the app because you know the music fades in and out and it's just it it's i don't know it's, it's it seems something that you would take for granted once you were using it but there's some very deliberate decisions you've made in the design yeah. so paint that picture because again i can't show the screen here in this audio format, but help paint yeah. the picture of what to expect when you when you open up uh, this application. Sure. Yeah, so when you open it up, it's got a little banner that says Tabletop Tunes, um, beautiful art assets done by my friend Christy Zhu, um, who is a uh, game developer. And um, so you've got four menu options when you open it up, and I actually got it open up on my phone just to make sure that I get everything right. But um, there's uh, four options. You've got Explore, Town, Battle, and Miscellaneous. And so we can start with Explore. And so when you click on Explore, you have an, uh, three different options, uh, Fantasy Forest, Cavernous Cave, and Dark Dungeon. And so the idea for this is just, you know, kind of give you a rough idea of what these tracks are going to evoke. Uh, so like Fantasy Forest, it's going to be lush, mystical, whimsical. It's going to put you into a kind of a, you're going to be engulfed in beauty, hopefully, if I did my job right, um, when you enter that and also kind of have a, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of um, kind of warmth and darkness. Um, whereas, um, Cavernous Cave is a little bit more contemplative and mysterious um, in a darker form. It's, it's a lot more of kind of wandering. It's, it's not as 
directed as Fantasy Forest. Fantasy Forest tracks, they kind of give you a little bit more of a direction. Um, you feel like you're going somewhere, you feel like you're exploring, whereas Cavernous Cave tracks, they, they kind of make you feel more like you're wandering. You don't actually have as much of a sense of direction. You're just checking in different little tunnel ways and seeing what's in here. So within each of these categories, I may, uh, you've got three different tracks. Fantasy Forest, you have three tracks. Cavernous Cave, you have three tracks. And Dark Dungeon, you actually have two tracks. And so for Fantasy Forest, the tracks that I've got in there are Mystical Mire, Whimsical Wood, and Luminous Lake. I tried to make as many of them, the track names, alliterations as I could. Fantasy Forest, with uh, we've got Whimsical Wood. It starts out with kind of some beautiful piano chords. And uh, to kind of give you a sense of like wonder, maybe like fireflies floating around, little puddles here and there, and safe but not too safe. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 easing you in, and then it has a little bit of rhythm that kicks in that makes you kind of feel like little whimsical fantasy butterflies or something like that are floating around. You follow them. It, it gives you kind of a takes you on a little bit of a journey uh, without, I guess getting too epic um, but also like not too scary it just kind of keeps you on a path it is kind of what the, the point of what I was trying to go for with a lot of these tracks is it, it sets you on a journey but it doesn't lock you in necessarily you have flexibility and also with a lot of these tracks too is I mean I if you find like a fantasy forest track that you want to use for like a dungeon or something like that or or whatever, you know, I mean, I'm not going to bar you from doing that. I tried to make these tracks flexible but also specific. And so Dark Dungeon is um, probably the most ambient collection that we've got on here and there's two tracks for that and Catacombs and Cages and uh, Tombs and Torture ta Chambers are the names of the tracks. and. My main thought, really, when I was making these tracks, a lot of it, what I was thinking of is um, when we would play Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's just kind of dark ambience mm -hmm. with um, maybe a little bit of kind of like creaks or echoes, something here and there. It's something kind is of on stalking edge. you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it keeps you on edge, but it's also not like psycho strings or like really intense, like dun 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 no. dun dun dun. It's just, just kind a of bit subdued. Of yeah, a little bit of a little bit of stuff will come in here and there, kind of like a little like a da dun, da dun, kind of just really soft. Yeah, here if we're and in there. the movie, this is where like every now and then the camera will look like it's looking through holes in the walls as your yeah. adventurers are walking around. Like something else is always spying on you, even if it's just the spider in the corner. Exactly, and so that's basically the explore menu. So for town. That's the next category. We've got three more subcategories within there, and that would be Village, Tavern, and Kingdom. So Village basically was just meant to be kind of a homestead idea. You could kind of... And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like your home base. Uh, it could be various other places you might be visiting. I actually had uh, some inspiration for a lot of these tracks from the game Divinity Original Sin. You're visiting these towns. It's, it's kind of like a, a central hub for you that's not necessarily like home. Town by the Sea is the first one in that category, and that's more uppity, kind of exciting. Uh, it's got a little thing. Of doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, it's got a and, bit of a shanty beat. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's kind of a jig. It's got that triplets. So you kind of like think of like kids running around, running amok. If it's anything like People. the Maritimes, everyone's just a little bit drunk all the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, hey, what you got going on here? This kind of crazy stuff. Like, you know, it, it kind of evokes for some sale. characters. Yeah. Fish for sale, people selling maps and other things. Um, so that kind of idea. And then um, there's the other couple tracks in there, uh, Goblin Village and Peaceful Village. So Goblin Village, more of like a kind of primitive drums kind of feeling, a little bit more uh, quirky. And uh, I, I guess for lack of a better term, like an industrial in a way. And then uh, the last one there is Peaceful Village, and that's just kind of like uh, acoustic guitar, a little bit of violin. My wife, every time there's one part in the middle where violin comes in, and my wife always says, it's like, oh, it sounds like the old family farm, and that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah, very, very Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing, kind of Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Um, classic feeling. And so that's Village, and then... Um, the other two categories we've got are Tavern and Kingdom. I'm actually going to skip the Tavern and go to Kingdom because the the reason why I put in Kingdom as opposed to Village is uh, Village 
you can have a very specific kind of intimate feeling, whereas Kingdom, I wanted to give you kind of that high fantasy, Lord of the Ringsian feel. More like you urban. just stepped into, yeah, you stepped into Minas Tirith or something. You know, it, it feels, yeah, urban is a great way yeah. to describe There's it. There's an yeah. anonymity in the kingdom that you don't get in the village. Everyone knows yeah. everyone when you walk into the village, but yeah, you're a stranger exactly. when you walk into the kingdom. Yeah, and so there's much more of a grandiose feel to that. So, so the first track in there, Grand Castle, that's much more of like a kind of a, a large, darker kind of a, lots of horns um, and high fantasy. It feels very rich is mm-hmm. the best way I could think to describe it. It's got a really rich and uh, solid sound, lots of strings, lots of... Uh, uh, horns in there. I had a friend play live trumpet on that. It's it's funny as an adventurer, you'd feel like a big fish in a small pond in the village, and all of a sudden you feel like the small fish in a big ocean. Yeah, exactly. While this is playing. Yeah, and then the other two, the other two ones in there, towers and trebuchets. I, for towers and trebuchets, I wanted to make it more of kind of like a ba 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 dum. Uh, give you kind of a more of like the king is coming kind of thing, or you're yeah, like you're touring the castle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the so you kind of yeah, it's a little bit more energy kind of going on. And then finally within that category is war torn territories. And my thought was is just like, what if you come to like a kingdom that's just like been ravaged? You know, it's like uh, to bring this is back that the Witcher, Witcher three comparison. we're talking about exactly yeah. that. You right <laughs> after the jinx. big invasion and everything's desolate and destroyed. Yeah, yeah, the the kind of like Velen feel where it's just like dead bodies, rotting carcasses, kind of, it makes you feel a little bit bummed out. And you still gotta live here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so let's uh, go back to Tavern. So uh, Tavern, I mean, obviously kingdoms can have taverns, villages can have taverns, there could just be a tavern in the middle of the forest for all you know. Yeah, just the, the inn at the crossroads. Yeah, exactly. And so these tracks are a little bit more kind of uh, stripped down. They're not as epic, obviously. I tried to use smaller ensembles, kind of like improvised percussion sounds, like maybe like taps on. Like I've got a a little sample instrument library that's a lot of Renaissance drums. So um, this is the first one we've come across where this could actually be what's playing in the world. Yeah. Rather than just playing as like a film score where your characters don't hear this music. Yeah, here in exactly. The tavern, they actually could be hearing this music. Precisely. And that's especially what I was thinking with um, Tavern After Dark. That one that one is the most uh, kind of just like, it's, it's very subdued. It's actually um, very similar to one of the Fantasy Forest tracks I used just because I wanted to use that theme, which is, it's like the main theme I wrote for the app, basically. And to reuse kind of that theme, but in a, a different context. And so it's just like a recorder sound and like a Celtic harp feeling. And so it's very stripped down. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like, oh, it's like, it's the end of the night. And it's, it's just like you and a few other people. Yeah, exactly. And so there's that. But, and then like, um, there's other ones like a Tavern Brawl in there. That's, that's one where you kind of like, you're hitting the uh, whether or not it's like oh it could act bump as, into the wrong it, person you yeah, spilled my drink but it could also be that. like yeah it could also be like underscore or source music where it's actually in the world because it's I mean it it could be it, it's it's played as if it's the instruments in the tavern but it also I mean it could be very much like high energy like oh you're you're bumping into somebody or something's going on or it's just like there's a big party going on the, the names are just to kind of just a could work soft, in the market like a, as well yeah it's it, it's the names are just kind of softballs you could choose to do what you will with them. Um, and so then the next section is the battle section, and this is probably my favorite aspect of the app that we've got. We've got four different battle tracks currently. It's Battle Mild, which is like goblin battle, Battle Tense, which is more of an orc battle, Battle Epic, which is like Death Knight, and then Battle Boss, which is a dragon. Yeah. How and big is your fight? One thing I did like, uh, I know I'm skipping a bit to the end here, it, is when you hit the battle music and you start it, it interrupts whatever music you've got currently playing. But when that battle's over, it'll, so let's say we're doing Tavern Brawl and we go into a fight. When that's over, it'll go right back to the music you had playing before, right? Yes, and that's that was actually a bit of a 
problem, trouble, um, a troubling thing for Jacob to be able to program. It was just kind of tricky and weird, but he was able to finally get to work properly, which is great. And I'm uh, kudos to Jacob for being able to figure all this stuff out. Because yeah, I wanted it to. Be, we had kinda this like problem. Final where it's Fantasy, like, where you go into the battle, blah, 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 and then when it's done, you have to go back to the overworld. Yeah, exactly. And our thinking was it's just like you you fight in the tavern and it's like once you're done with the fight it's like you're back in the tavern. It's not like you it's just like everything just kind of stopped forever. And it was mostly just happened cuz when I'd be playing it I I'd end the battle and then we just kind of I'd forget to press anything <laughs> afterwards. I was like we we should probably make sure that it's in the void again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz there's that awkward you're standing over the dead bodies going, "Whoa, what now?" Yeah. Exactly. It's like, well, okay, we, we killed them, but uh, I guess they learned their lesson. Can I get a drink now? <laughs> for for the battle tracks, what you do is when you, like you were mentioning before, you, you select it and then you press the fight button to begin, and we have a little stinger that comes in uh, that will lead you into the music, um, just so it's not just like the music stops. Yeah, it's that like Pokemon battle moment that plays to signify it's battle time. Get your swords out, roll for initiative. Yeah, exactly. And so then it goes, and the the thing that I'm most excited about is uh, we implemented an intensity slider, where basically what you can do is you slide the little slider, it's a little skull, and the further you slide it up, the more layers come into the music and make it more and more intense. So, like, hypothetically... I was so excited when I saw that, because when I was watching your presentation and you were playing through, like, the village and and the forest, I was talking to my partner going, like, oh, you know, this is really nice, but one of the things I love having as... A produ- producing actual play podcasts is that granular control over over the music and the music we use on the podcast uh, when we were doing actual plays, uh, especially in our Spire campaign, was I would be able to get the stems of those songs and I could just play like the underscore before I would start playing uh, the melody of the music and I can play with how much I'm using, to, how much loudness or how dynamic yeah. it is during the fight because there's that standoff sometimes where no one's attacked oh, yeah. yet and and then as things are getting more desperate the music and then you but but these battles go in ebbs and flows you got to pull off and do a little exactly. bit of healing and come yeah, back like, in and and I was going like oh I really wish there was something like this in the, and then you <laughs> predicted like and then I, you get to the battle music like oh he did it's in there it's in the battle music that's awesome yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have a situation where it's like it just starts off as like, oh, you're fighting three goblins, and then one of them blows a horn, and then twenty more show up, and so that's obviously gonna cause. I mean, if you're just listening to the same and kind it, of intensity, it doesn't really give you the same effect when you're a player. And it looks just like a volume control, which just has a skull on it. And so for me, where I would be layering multiple tracks and going up and down with the faders, uh, like I've got a big mixer, I was actually really turned on by how easy that was just one slider up and down again like it's not in your face even as a gm the idea of having to do dynamic music for the battle while i'm yeah. also having to do the math of the battle that's the most complicated part of your game especially oh, if you're yeah. doing dungeons and dragons to just be able to just have one little slider not think about it that's yeah. a blessing yeah no and i mean that's how a lot of video game scores usually work and there are some video game uh, oh yeah, I was thinking of Nier Automata the, uh... or Final Fantasy VII Remake, how they have these, it's the same music track, but as you're playing through it goes through different styles of that same song and it fades it in and out. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's, uh, I mean, some people will go the extra mile of having all the stems in there and being able to like kind of crossfade different stems uh, in it, but generally what I've mostly just done is you'll have just multiple intensity yeah. layers well, you gotta keep and it just simple. crossfade. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes, it, it's, well, one, it's easier for me, but it's also easier for the programmer typically as well for whatever game we may be working on. And for the user, honestly, on the other end, if I had four or five faders to be able to choose which I'm going up, I'm not going to yeah. do that. Like, it's one thing for me to edit that into my podcast because it's done after the game has been played. It's yeah. another thing to have to do it live while yeah, I'm and, running the game. And the other thing as well is, is, I mean, when you're stripping out stems, you are adding in a whole new level of uh, possibility to mess something up or, like, it'll become imbalanced or it might just sound 
uh, stripped down. And so that, that's what I was kind of just kind of trying to take the guesswork out of it. Being able to just like, you want it to be more intense? Slide that bad boy up. You want it to be less? Just slide it back down. And you basically got it. And then the final thing that I we also incorporate in there is uh, you have the possibility for a victory and a defeat stinger. So there's little buttons that say victory, and it's got a cute little trumpet, or defeat, and it's got a gravestone. And so depending on how the battle outcome goes, you can click on them, and it'll play a stinger um, appropriately matching the style uh, of like victory, like. You want it. It's a little bit more elaborate than yeah, just yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, it's a whole dun 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 Yeah, the fanfare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then defeat, kind of a little bit more, obviously, darker, kind of feel bad. I was kind of wondering, is like, how often would you have a defeat in a, any sort of, like, if you have an RPG or something we like ran that, a game. you defeat, it's, so, it's, you're done, uh, usually. Our last session zero that I recorded was for a game called Morkborg, or Merkborg. And it is a game where you play characters that are kind of made out of glass and your characters are going to die a lot. And character creation is very quick. And so it's about, it depends. If you're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics or like a much more older form of Dungeons and Dragons or other games that use uh, OSR, where it's more about the gauntlet and you're going to lose more than one character in a night, um, you might deal with multiple defeats. And then you pull another character from the stack and you keep playing through the same dungeon. Yeah, exactly. And there's also, I mean, lots of scenarios where there is, like, you are meant to lose the fight anyways um, as part of the storyline. So that that's why I wanted to make sure that we kept it in there. I, I was just kind of concerned. I was like, I really hope that people actually use it and it's not just, like, are, a are you able gathering to, dust. Are you able to just go back and click on another section to just exit out of yes. the battle music without having to have one of those? Because sometimes you just run away. And, yeah, exactly. And, the, and, and there's no there's no definitive end. It just you go back into the cave and you leave. Maybe we'll come back to this later when we got the right weapons. Yeah, and that's that's exactly that was actually like a, a bug that we were kind of trying to work out for a while because it didn't even really occur to us. Is like we just like okay, yeah, you press start on the battle and then you've got the stingers and you're set. And then I would try to select a different track after I was done. And I was like, uh, Jacob, we've got a problem. I can't change tracks unless well, it's like you're locked <laughs> well, in until you do victory or defeat. What if you just added a white flag? third button and that just exit out um you could do that it just doesn't um, have the stinger you know yeah you just don't have the stinger um you yeah i mean we're we're kind of still working on getting like a play <laughs> i don't want to be that one who's like immediately throwing feature requests in the middle of this interview <laughs> for your unreleased app yeah so. well i mean we, hey, it's greatly appreciated because we're always open for more ideas and we've got ideas in the in the docket we just kind of need to get the app out first and then see what people think um but yeah i mean that's definitely an idea too of like just like uh run away and then it just goes straight back to the uh previous track and actually that would probably be easier to implement i'm gonna write that down <laughs> right now <laughs> and then he just doesn't play a stinger it just it just yeah aborts <laughs> yeah from the uh it's just an abort button an eject button yeah awesome well thank you for your uh your well, contribution to the app so far there you are we also worked on to make sure it's like hypothetically if you were in a mild battle and then all of a sudden a boss comes in you can just start the boss battle and it'll crossfade into that as well cool yeah because that's sometimes uh yeah i've run games where you know you might be running out of time or like well i had this boss battle planned for the end of the session but they spent so much time dicking around in town that my boss is coming right now and coming to the ceiling and so having like going from that mild battle music to boss battle music right now that can be fun too so i'm glad you were able to do that yeah and the boss battle is the only battle track that actually doesn't have an intensity slider um the, the thought being this is thing like only goes got, to 11 yeah exactly it's like when you've got a dragon i mean you can't really the, the dragon's not gonna we're not playing it off of it's like this isn't even my final form it's like yeah no, the dragon's the final form in my in my situation although i mean we'll probably have more boss battle tracks in the future so i can feasibly see a world where we have different like boss battle phases or something like that or or work in some sort of things like that that's generally the battle the battle music category and the final category is uh miscellaneous and so that's just um it's got two categories miscellaneous and stingers and the i'll skip the stingers first is because i was thinking it might be fun just in case someone wanted to hypothetically play a stinger from one of the battle tracks because the battle tracks are the only ones that have stingers they have an intro stinger and then they have yeah let's say you win the arm wrestle in the tavern you just want to play funny the the victory music yeah, or if you just want like a dramatic thing of like a brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
kind of just like a little drum roll or something. You could just fire it off if you, you want. You roll a charisma check and you fail and you play the defeat music like the Price <laughs> yeah. is Right lose I was actually thinking about putting in some kind of goofy wah, wah. random uh, random sound effects and stuff in there too, but I was thinking, I don't know. I, I don't want to I don't want to start like take away from the other aspects of it. But that's definitely something we're considering is having like a goofy reference section as well. well. It's Ocarina of Time, right? Where you open up the chest and you're like, what is it gonna be now? It's gonna be a potion. It's the worst when it's like five rupees. Yeah. yeah, but that's more like it works well in a video game. It doesn't happen a lot in tabletop. Usually it's yeah. just like, all right, here's all the treasure you got. Write this down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then finally, miscellaneous section is the actual miscellaneous category. And that's just got the opening theme uh, of the game called The Adventure Begins. That just it starts playing when you open the app. Um, so in case you wanted to just listen to that or have that on, um, that's an option. And then a couple other tracks that I made that didn't quite fit into any of the other categories. One of them's called Space Hub. It's kind of more of a uh, sci-fi whimsical kind of uh, track. It's got a little bit of a beat to it um, too, so obviously it's not like very fantasy fantasy. Hey, you know, um, uh, again, going back to Crits and Giggles, the music I used for the Stolid Rock, which was this big floating magical city that they went to, was Moonbase Alpha. was the name of it, right? Because it was, yeah. once you start getting into like magic becomes like science is magic we don't understand or yeah right or magic is science we yeah, don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah and it's just like once you get up to that level science and magic become indistinguishable and like yeah what is that and so when you get into like those really magical elven cities or you start going to other planes of reality yeah sometimes the sci-fi tunes uh, are the ones you end up going to you start playing stuff that has more of a tech synth beat to it because exactly and- this is alien yeah, and this it's also kind of one of those things that just kind of basically signals, like, we are going to do other genres outside of fantasy in Oh, the that was my next question. Is there uh, a plan? Yeah. Because, like, Dungeons & Dragons is fun, but yeah. uh, it's not the only one. Like, you know, even going back to traditional RPGs, you're still dealing with World of Darkness and Werewolf and Vampire and all that gothic horror. You're still yeah. dealing with uh, Shadowrun and, uh, and all that much more of a cyberpunk feel. Cyberpunk came out in 1984. Yeah, exactly. Paranoia came out in 1984. Uh, the, you know, so not even dealing with modern tabletop games, but there's this whole discourse happening right now on Twitter on like, D&D is not the default. The D in Dungeons & Dragons does not stand for default. And yeah. there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of other genres and settings and superheroes and mysteries like Call of Cthulhu is as much like a noir mystery as it is a yeah. horror and like that gumshoe kind of feel to it. So so there yeah. is a plan like down the road on the roadmap to uh, play with other genres. Yeah, well, I mean, as it um, as it stands right now, I'm hoping to probably have a content pack ready by Halloween, October-ish of this year, probably before that. And I'm not super sure where exactly we're going to go. I definitely want to go with, like, do some sci-fi stuff, do some kind of mystery horror uh, things as well. I mean, I mentioned Betrayal at House on the Hill earlier, maybe like a haunted mansion section or something. I have some different options for for that. Which is great, because even in Dungeons & Dragons, like, Curse of Strahd, right? So... yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many options, and part of me was just wanting to like see what people who get the app maybe request to, for like more ideas because it's, I mean, it, are you it, afraid it's, of it's that? Because tabletop it. can be emergent in ways that you're not ready for. Like, is there a bit of like a an excitement mixed with apprehension of like all the weird ways they're going to end up using your music? I came up with the idea of this app, and then my friends and I all put it together and made it, and my. My hope for it was to just be able to provide something for people to, um, I mean, I guess to like be able to give them excitement when they play games. I mean, one of my favorite things in the world is when I'm watching a movie or playing a game and the music gives that, that goosebump inducing moment, that excitement where you're like, whoa, this is epic. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is moving. The and that's tingles. kind of what I was. And I mean, that's what I aspire to whenever I'm writing music for a project anyways. And especially for this is like, I just want to be able to like move people and immerse them into the games and stuff. And so I think it'll definitely be well received. And 
the, the truth is not everyone's going to love what you do, no matter what kind of artist or creator you are. Um, that's just how it is. So some people may think, oh, it's too repetitive or it's not catchy enough. It, it is what it is. I'm, I'm totally ready to accept that. But I think what we put together is really good, uh, really solid, and uh, it's nice and fun. I gotta and say, I I, uh, I have to agree with like you know there there's there's lots of options if you want to curate your own playlists. But to be able to have not just the music but also the tool to be able to run it through a simple interface where it just will run on your I guess your tablet or your phone uh, and, uh, and and just have that to the side where you can just play it and then more or less not have to worry about it as yeah. as the as the dm because you know that's that's the that's the curse you were talking about if you buy the game if you want to find anyone to play it with you're going to have to run it and yeah. and you're already having to you know keep track of all the math and all the character sheets and the story plots and all the characters in your head and all the puzzles you've got ready any maps you've drawn and then to also throw music into the mix uh it's a yeah I was really excited to see just the demonstration that you shared with me, how easy it looked. And that's, that's, if it's, if it's, if there's any barrier of, of difficulty or work that I have to do, uh, I'll just run it through Spotify. And and so uh, that's got me really, really excited. Uh, where can we, um, uh, we've, you've sat through an hour of us chatting about it. Where can we follow up with you, Anthony, to, um, to stay on uh, on touch or stay updated with with where this goes, because you know if I want to get ready, I want to be there day one early adopter. Uh, where should I follow up on to stay in touch with you? Uh, yeah, well, tabletoptunes.com uh, is, is our website. Um, I recently made it go live, although some of the links aren't that working. That was still available. Yep, it was shockingly That's incredible. There's. I also bought. I was. We were trying to figure out whether or not we were going to call it tabletop tunes or tabletop tracks. And we opted for tunes just because it's a more universally known term for music. Whereas tracks is kind of more of a technical term and people might think for some reason like train tracks or something. And so um, it sounds like more work in my head. It sounds like I'm going to have to do the work. Like you're going to give me the materials, but I, it sounds more DIY when you use the track. And tabletop tunes, it's a little bit friendlier, I yeah. thought, too. Looney Tunes, and, right? It's got yeah, that kind exactly. of feel to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, T-U-N-E-S, but uh, you know. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to mention about this is, like, I, I want this to kind of be a communal thing of, like, being able to, like, people can choose tracks and be like, oh, hey, this track works really well for this kind of scenario or this kind of campaign. Um, one thing I, I want to do in the future is um, to be able to do, um, we're, we're going to, I guess, for lack of a better term, like a playlist function. But what I think of it more is like a campaign or a scene function where if you've got like a like a four-hour session you're going to do and you know they're going to go through so like can, the dungeon. You can storyboard your, your music in advance. Yeah, that's, that's one of the planned features that we have in the future is to be able to basically storyboard. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to call it scenes or what have you but um we i want it to be able to be put together and potentially you can share it online and post it kind of and then people can like rate it download it download like the scene or even comments potentially and so to make it kind of like a communal thing because i mean tabletop gaming is pretty communal as is i mean just (laughs) automatically i mean you're playing with other people but i mean there's such a great community online of people just like asking for recommendations asking for i mean i'm constantly on there for like rule clarifications looking at forums and stuff and so i think that being able to get people interacting in a way within the app of like saying it's like oh this here's like my scene for this specific campaign or game or whatever or like this works really well for this game with this expansion um that that's really what i'm kind of hoping for and then maybe that could hopefully snowball into more concepts and ideas from people um for other ideas of where the app can go what kind of content we could expand out to yeah great so all the links will be available in the show notes as well so you can follow up uh with with that and uh anthony i i hope that um uh we'll be able to follow up later as as this project develops and check back in with you again to see how it's going because uh, i'm excited to see where it is and i certainly can see like back when i was running games at the restaurant uh and i hope you know one day we'll be able to do that again uh this was this would have been a really fun tool to have and uh same thing for uh we're i'm not there yet but terrible warriors i'm hoping to do some live streams and i can't with what i've got right now play music is there also with tabletop tunes i think you mentioned it off the beginning it's your intention that this will be something that 
streamers and uh, and podcasters and actual play shows they would be able to use this in their in their games as well oh yeah definitely i mean so the way that it's set up is that i i've got i own all the copyrights of the music and stuff and it's all going to be licensable so if you want to like license it for a project or something or play it through on a stream or what have you then that's totally allowed it's fine by me i gets the app and my music out there um and one thing i did want to touch on is that the so the app itself is free but the way that we're kind of monetizing it we we're not putting any ads or banners in there because i find those super annoying as a user of apps so it, it's just going to be kind of a freemium structure when you buy or when you download the app you have access to a few tracks automatically and then you can buy basically music packs you can buy the explore pack the town pack and the battle pack or you can buy all of them for a discounted price basically so just the same thing as buying a music album but, yeah you know, a la carte you, get a, you can go through and, and and choose what you need to have in your game yeah, but we didn't want like the intrusive ads. We're not tracking you or anything. I don't even know what I would do with the data if I was. <laughs> but um, it, it, we just wanted to make it at least give you something to get for free. But then if you want to really kind of expand it out and get more options, then you just pay once, you buy the music, and then you got it for life. Excellent. Well, I like that. I like that a lot. Anthony, thank you so much for the time you spent with us. Uh, is there a place that we can follow you if we want to stay in touch with what you're up to? Because I know you've got other projects that aren't just table tune, uh, tabletop, table tune, tabletop tune related. Uh, but uh, you, you do other music tracks. You've got other projects that you're doing. And if we want to stay in touch with you, is there a place we could do that? Yeah. I mean, um, so I produce music under the name Moose with a Scarf. That's my, that's pretty much all electronic music. And I've got a Facebook page there, moose or uh, facebook.com slash moose scarf. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash moose scarf. Um, Facebook and Instagram are the ones I check the most. I'm also on Twitter, but I rarely use it at all. So those are the two places. Also, anthonysabatinomusic.com and moosescarf.com um, are two places you can go. Um, and then obviously tabletoptunes.com. I'm monitoring all of those emails constantly. So um, if you've got any feature requests after using it or anything like that, you know, definitely, yeah, I guess you could reach out to any of those, although it'd probably be easiest if you reached out to the Tabletop Tunes email on there. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Excellent. Thank you, Anthony, for hanging out with us. And uh, thank you for sharing us Tabletop Tunes. I wish you all the luck in the future with uh, with this project. And for you, my dear listener, check out the show notes where you can find out more about this project and uh, let me know what you think. And we'll be back next week. I don't know with what, but make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors, where I will keep you in the loop with everything that we're doing and uh, talking about. And until that time, thank you for spending your time with me and for uh, learning a little bit more about some of the tools that are being developed to help make our games a little bit more interesting and immersive. And until that time, when we're all together again, be good to each other. Bye. Bye.